Hello, you are listening to the PopDot podcast and I'm your host, Federica. For those of you who don't know PopDot yet, we are a team with diverse backgrounds developing an intelligent vibrator. Yes, we want to manufacture a vibrator for women that will learn what you like by how you use it. And this is our podcast where we talk with people who want to share their personal stories or their research. And today we have the honor of Catherine, who is here with me. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Frederike. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, so first, uh, would you uh, maybe introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Catherine. I'm 45 years old. Uh, I'm the mother of two and in a happy relationship uh, for 15 years. Um, okay, and then before we started this podcast, you you told me about your background as a feminist. Uh, would you uh, maybe explain that a bit more? It's not as much of, of a background as a current state. I'm I'm definitely a left wing uh, feminist, but I'm not very actively. I think it, it, I think you become a feminist the the day you realize you're getting paid less than the guy next to you doing the same job. That's one of the. It's a was a good starting point, but. I think my the most enjoyable part of my feministic input has been I'm I'm I've op- opened up a Facebook page called, called the Guilty Feminists in Denmark that was based was uh, for the listeners of a podcast called the Guilty Feminist that was uh, started a Danish woman called Sophie Haken and Deborah Francis White who's Australian and they were both living in London and are both stand-up comics. So I'd really recommend that podcast. Mm. So that also got my me, me fired up, but also um, uh, controversially as a strong feminist. And I, I ended up in a, in, a very, in a relationship where I'm actually a very much a 50s housewife because uh, I am the main caretaker of uh, two children in the, and, yeah, in the home in some in many ways because my husband travels a lot okay that sounds uh, like a very uh, thorough uh, a journey you have been on and really that you have found yourself in a very uh, a different situation maybe than what you maybe uh, assumed uh, when you were maybe younger so so going back in time you maybe tell us about how you have experienced or you, maybe how your generation have experienced or viewed the topic of sex and Uh, masturbation throughout like the times uh, what is your view on this well i don't think i've ever talked about masturbation at, at least not with my girlfriends until i was very grown up i think that there was an underlying awareness that this was something that was done but never never talked about it was uh, yeah i think i think uh, the, also the main main thing was at least where I came from was that there were no it was a, a, a society that kind of could be described as a bit rural there were no sex shops there were no there was no access to porn there was really not uh, any kind of uh, and I think that also has to do with location because I think at the same time in Denmark and in Germany there was you would have Eastergade with porn with 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 shops selling vibrators and other and, and porn and and same in in Germany so when I moved it was first when I started traveling I was exposed to any kind of anything like in the anything sexual in, in a public space in 
if I can say that, both in Germany and, and in Denmark. And then also I lived in, in New York for a while and as a young woman and I, uh, I, I was 26 when me and a, and a couple of girlfriends in New York went to um, uh, a store and, and that was my very first experience going in. And I remember we bought edible paints um, there was some kind of powder and a feather and there were vibrators but like on the first visit there was no, no, nothing in that, that direction bought but it was just like the first kind of exposure because there were, there were no online stores there was no there was uh, so, so it was it was it wasn't really on purpose a taboo it was also just not access, accessible it just didn't exist in, in for me as a young woman or, uh, or at least okay thank you so much for for sharing that and going way back in your early uh, experiences with uh, with traveling to uh, to different uh, countries and and seeing what the the stage of the, the the sexual development were in that in those countries so if we focus more on on vibrators uh, how has uh, vibrators influenced your 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 life or have you ever tried using one and and do you have any experience you would like to share with us I remember as a kid staying with friends out in the country and the, we were three uh, girls with our mother with my mother wasn't there but with with their mothers that were younger than my mother and we found one in a drawer or one of the girls found one in a drawer and I re, you know it was very much a very foreign object and we didn't have a clue and it wasn't until I was grown up I realized what we had found so I think that was my fir- very first exposure so as I said it wasn't until I was 26 in New York um, we're pro- on my second run to that store I bought a, a little I can't remember what it's called it was it, they all have a name but it was mainly it, it was a it was a, it was a massage a tiny maybe five centimeter ten centimeter, yeah it wasn't very big and it was mainly for massaging the clitoris I think because you wouldn't put it in anywhere uh, so it was a massage thing and it was tiny and it was it was it was like the size of two lipsticks, so you could kind of easily hide it. I think that was the main thing. You wouldn't want to have this exposed thing. And I had that actually for a long time. After I had kids, I didn't even know where it is today. It probably broke eventually. And then after I had kids, I haven't had the vibrator. Also because just practic- the practicality of trying to both masturbate and also like yeah, having the privacy and also where to hide the vibrator would be uh, an issue it's definitely uh, a challenge so i'm very much looking forward to my privacy once once i'll get that back probably like money mother yeah i, I can i can very uh, much relate to that myself about the the privacy but uh, maybe you can dive a bit more into the the challenges of of why it's so difficult to have a vibrator today i mean taking aside the family uh, part and the, the privacy part like uh, what is it that you find as an obstacle of, of acquiring a vibrator today well I mean I think it would definitely be easier today is to because you can buy online like I know of a shopping center where there is an Orion store and I've spotted it but I I I don't think I would ever go in there why, why would you never go in there I don't there? know it's a 
that just hasn't even I haven't even considered why I wouldn't go in there even it would definitely be have I, I would definitely be crossing my own boundaries having people see me go into a store like that in a shopping mall like it's different if it was definitely if it wasn't a one of those if it wasn't Istikade or in, in at the Repaban or in one of those stores where they are on every corner or, or then then it's a different thing because uh, um, it's it's associated with the area but like in a mall where you're also going to buy your milk and a shirt or something <laughs> just going in and shopping your vibrator is you know it's, it's weird because it's in the same manner as I've known about the menstru- menstruation cup for so many years and I've had friends that use it and have recommended the menstruation cup but it wasn't until it was available in the supermarket that I could take it off the shelf and just take check it out with my other stuff because you couldn't even buy those at the pharmacy you could buy sanitary pads but all of a sudden they were the, you know all of a sudden it was there on the shelf and vertex you know <laughs> which gave me an opportunity to try it and then it the menstruation cup uh, didn't fit wasn't a good it wasn't a good match for my for me or my body and i i have a feeling it would be the same with a vibrator this is a um, an object this is something that costs money and as a, as in a family you're very budget aware i don't really have that much money to experiment with uh, what fits me the bo- most what fits my body the best what would be the best buy also and i think also generally like i think what's holding me back now even um, is that uh, i i really don't know where to hide it in my home <laughs> having that backstory of being a girl who found one and didn't know what it was i don't think my kids would it wouldn't permanently damage them in any way but uh, they just find everything kids just there's no privacy at all so i don't know where i would and i think that's the thing it's like it would definitely not be a big and handsome you know something uh, absolutely not <laughs> Okay, <laughs> thank thank you so much for that. Also, um, so maybe uh, going more into talking about the the healthiness of, of of masturbation and like with or without it's with a vibrator, but more about what does it actually experience the whole uh, journey of doing it. So so um, what is your experience with with actually uh, masturbation and 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 can you maybe yeah explain or tell us about that? I think um, as many many women, that we have different experiences and not all of them good. And for me, it was very important. And and I had that and I've always had a deep wish to ha- to have to be sexually healthy, to have a healthy uh, relationship with my sexuality, to have a healthy relationship with my body, and that having sex was a part of my mental health and 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 masturbation with there are many many ways of having sex and i see masturbation as like that's um, um, me having sex with myself and it should be pleasurable and it should be and it's definitely i mean it releases so many good things in the body endorphins and 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 it's a stress relief and it's um 
uh, I think I think definitely my main I missed the most when I was the busiest as the mother and as a, as a mother and, and didn't have the same mental capacity or energy or physical energy to masturbate because it does take some amount of physical input to do it yourself uh, without the vibrator. I think I miss the tension relief the most. And I, and I think that is definitely why I'm interested in this and the focus on this and on this particular vibrator that you are developing because there are, I just see so many good, there are so many things, good things that are going to result, like so many good results that are going to come because of this on so many levels for so many women. And I'm a strong believer as a feminist that women's health is, is men's health. I also have a son and I and I I'm find it very important that my daughter has a healthy relationship with her body and when eventually she's old enough that she will have a healthy sexual relationship um, if it's by herself or, or, or with others and I I'm not one of those people who considers I don't see sex as a human right I, I heard that for the first time when I moved to Denmark it's not anybody else's job to make sure that my sexual health is 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 in good shape. That's my own responsibility in any way or how I do that. So I think, um, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Uh, yeah, we were talking about how uh, vibrators or masturbation can um, benefit. benefit the body yeah. and and, re- and reduce stress and anxiety and all these things. So, have you had any personal experiences with with actually feeling a stress relief in connection to um, using either a vibrator or just general masturbation? Well, I think I I don't think um, I can definitely vouch for the. Um, I think it's not so much that I have thought about the stress relief as such as much as I missed it when I didn't have the energy to masturbate. I really, without even noticing, because that's how it happens when you get so involved in in taking care of your kids or trying to have your family hang together and you're not sleeping and there's no, you're so tired and you're trying to, and in Denmark, both a part of the labor market, like, uh, so it's a it's a it's crazy to be in a full-time job and 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 take care of two kids and and then also try to maintain your mental stability and your physical balance in any way shape or form so this is definitely um, i think any parent can watch for this this is something that definitely has to you have to consciously put work in to keep this life and in my case for almost nine years of the 15 I've been with my husband um, we um, we have not had sex together so so definitely it's very much a focus of uh, of um, like especially now when kids are getting older and my energy is coming back and I, all of a sudden I'm finding myself going so where would I keep that vibrator if I would actually go out and buy one? Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, uh, I can I can definitely relate to that again. And and thank you so much for for sharing your experiences with vibrators or with the masturbation and and also your per- sharing your personal story with us here today. So. 
thank you so much uh, Catherine for being here today and to all the listeners uh, stay tuned for our next episode of the pop.podcast podcast here on our website which is www.pop.co thank you so much bye